Welcome, everybody, to Catfish Weekly, along with James Smith. I'm Lyle Stokes. James, we got a great show for everybody tonight. We're going to be doing some live fishing just below the Chickamauga Dam with Big Mike. So that ought to make for a heck of a show. Mike has really been on them fish, and I didn't get any tournament announcements or anything sent to me. I don't know if you have anything like that tonight to go no. over. Then we're going to get right to it. Let's rock and roll. <laughs> you want yeah, to see some fish. You want to see uh, how, about the people that's in chat before we bring Mike in? Sound like a winner. I'm seeing Mike Sampson, JP3, Jay Fox Hunter, Real Beast, Ernie Brown, Avid, Trophy Seekers. Who else we got? There's Mark from Catfish and Crappy, Trophy Seekers. Who else we're seeing? And the Crows in the house, Ryan. Ryan Sayers in the house. John Cat Kirkpatrick. Go ahead, Lyle. Catfish Terry and Fish in the Mid-South. Lance McCougai. Parker Pursuits. Parker Pursuits is winning the couples tournament. He had a great day Saturday. Um, Fishing the Squirrel. Weekend Angler. My buddy Josh, his wife, James, his wife, Christina, and Josh come down. And Friday night, we went out to dinner, had all-you-could-eat shrimp and their children, and we had a wonderful time. It's just awesome whenever he comes to our area and we get together and visit with him and Christina. It doesn't happen real often, but when it do, we have a great time. Oh, I'm sure. Three plus one outdoors. See, James Doctor's in the mm -hmm. house with us. My buddy James. James Kirkpatrick, uh, Trophy Seeker Outdoors. Maurice Kaysen, Tom Kelly Outdoors. Three plus one, Mike Irwin, Mike Sampson, takedown catfishing, uh, Philip Williams, Mark Knott, Sharina keeping it real, David Funk. Man, we're just rolling with them. Laughing Lucky, cats. Lucky Ronnie, Tom Kelly outdoors. I don't know if we got them all or not. <laughs> Philip, Philip Williams. That's what I was trying to go back through is just calling names, Hooks and Hammock. Buck Williams. Dominic Hollis. Uh, there's Matt Minson. Yep, there's Mr. Hawaii Fisherman. I haven't seen the Chad or the D yet. I haven't either. Uh, we missed one. Take down catfishing. Fishing the Mid-South says you missed sexy Chad. I don't know about all that. <laughs> Tom Kelly Outdoors, Bobcat Outdoors, Mark Knott. We got all kinds guys and guys. Don't forget to share the bait, share the love. You got a lot of new people in here on this channel. Check them out. There's Brian B. Catfishing. We're going to have him on the show here just not too far off. Brad Cottle, uh, Parker Big Mike, Patriot James. He's uh, naming them off. That's yeah, awesome. Naming them off. Don't forget, folks, as soon as Catfish Weekly is over, be sure to go over and watch uh, Mark with Catfish and Crappie. Uh, his podcast will be on right after we are, and uh, they have a great show lined up for tonight also. There's Anthony Clark, Tim Molina, yep. Avid. I think we about caught up there, Mr. Lyle. I don't see no new ones coming in right now, but I'm sure they will. Yeah, John Patrick Jr. Yeah. I'm not seeing too many. They're coming in slower now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah. that's okay. Yeah, we'll that's have okay. a pile jumping in and out. Yep, Chad Nolte just come in. Uh, but we'll, we'll give Mike time to get set up here because uh, it would be awesome. He'd been putting some giant fish in the boat, and if he catch one of the big ones tonight, that would be amazing. Yep. Oh, yeah. That's Laughing Cats Outdoors. Hey, Thomas, how are you doing? Any fish caught live is a good one. That's exactly right. 100% correct. Sometimes you have to go a little bit longer, Joe, just to put one in the boat like me and Big Nasty did. <laughs> That's right. Fishing with the squirrel. I hear him talking to somebody. Must have some passerbys. In the boat, Lyle. No, he's on the bank. Um, if you if you're talking to me about about Mike, um, there's Trevor Long. Yeah. 
Yeah, there's Lucky Ronnie. Oh, uh, Mr. Kitty Whiskers. Oh, Catfish Terry hasn't been in here a while. It's good to see him coming back in. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. John, John Boy's Catfish. <laughs> we got that. That's together. Realville. We got some great people coming in here. Great. Man, we really do. And, and, uh, I don't know. We got almost 70 people watching us now and 34 thumbs up. Folks, we appreciate the thumbs up. Please like and subscribe if you care about what we're doing here because we, we enjoy doing it so much. But, um, it's always important that we keep getting new members to subscribe and, and the likes and stuff takes us closer to the top of the page when people do a search. Uh, for catfishing shows, so that really helps us out. AKA Pop T. There's my lovely Jody. wife, Cindy. And Pontoon Jody's in the house. Cindy says it's 59 degrees here. There's Kevin Baker. Welcome, Kevin. Glad to see you in here. And Tom Kelly. Um, yeah, 59 degrees. It's a, it's a little brisk, but um, hey, it is what it is. I, I do too. It's my favorite time of the year to fish, I believe. I like the spring too, but I really do like the fall. If you catch it when it's right, it can be most of the most productive time of the year. There's Brandon's outdoor adventures. This time of year, old catfish will make you scratch your head. Yes, they will, because they're either on it or not. They hey, there's Pontoon Jody. Yeah, they will scatter. They right now they ain't in that winter pattern. They in that in between pattern. So to me, and you might correct me, Lyle, but if I'm on the water this time of year, I'm dragging baits. Yeah, me too. Dale hates I'm dragging baits. I just yeah, I agree. Solo Texan adventures. Now, if I mark some good ones that's holding so tight to some structure, I you know good and well you're gonna stop and put an anchor on that rascal and put baits on him just to see. Better spot walk. <laughs> yeah, but I have talked to quite a few people that's fishing some of these local lakes, and if the fish ain't up and moving and actively moving around, there won't bite. You put they putting baits all over fish, and they ain't touching nothing if they're not up and moving. That's right. There's Kevin with Palmetto Cats. Welcome, Kevin. Catfish Terry. But you're right. I, I this is this is the. Uh, the time of the year until the water dips below 50, 45, 50 degrees, I'm going to be pulling baits uh, until it gets too cold. And uh, realistically, you could probably do it after that, but you really got to slow way down. Yeah. Now, we'll pull baits out here in the wintertime. Our waters don't get quite as cold as yours. Now, we might this year. I got a feeling we're getting ready to have a cold one because the a lot of the oak trees and all these nut trees around here are loaded. They yeah. are putting out like crazy. We had a good hard winter around North Carolina a little bit. So, uh, got a feeling we're getting ready to get it handed to us this year. Well. Uh, but our waters, yeah. you know, what, two years ago when me and Wampus was cat that was out and the water was still 40, 48, 49 degrees. And was catching fish up in two foot of water. But a lot of people were still dragging baits, but they were dragging it at one uh, point two five. But you know, you you barely moving at point. Yeah, that, that's exactly right. Look at the yeah. length of rod Mike's throwing out there. I know it looks like ten foot rods. <laughs> I'm guessing longer. <laughs> but you know, a seven and a half foot rod out there when they on bait fishing and in somebody's hands, they do look like they're a hundred foot long. Well, that's true. I see that somebody's saying hello to Telly, so I'm guessing Chris and Telly are watching tonight. There's Brandon's Outdoors, Kevin Baker. But you're right, man. Uh, this is a great time of the year to Mark Anthony. Somebody's saying hello to Mark Anthony. I haven't seen him in here yet. Mark says there are like five dockeries long. Oh, <laughs> that's right, Evan. Them are your kind of them are your kind of rods for sure. David Smith in the house, Dale Hasep. But uh, twelve foot slime cat rods. This is right. also the time of the year that bank fishermen can find the right spot, especially yes. for blue cats, because they're moving around trying to feed up and 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 flatheads too. But blue cats like heavy current, 
And if you can find a spot like Mike's in tonight, man, you can have your way with them bad boys and big donkey baits and, you know, yeah. cut the tail off of them and hook them in the head and the back and set off and let the big dog eat. Yeah, you kind of really got to. Your boy Troy, how you doing, buddy? Look for those transitional spots this time of year because they're going right. to be up and they're going to be moving. They're going to be chasing baits. Uh, <laughs> and also, the weekend angler. Another consensus of this, Lyle, I've been seeing is don't fish for the fish that's in with all the bait. You got to get away from the bait a little bit. I think that's correct. They're, they said they're full. You drag baits to them and they won't even look at them, but you have to get away from the bait. Catch, I guess you're catching those fish coming in to eat. <laughs> Brad Cunnell says, Lyle Dockery's mad because it's roof free and all the, the oh, darning yeah. rails to get hung up on. <laughs> There's Air Run. Hey, you're all out. <laughs> you got them all cast out, Mike? I got two of them out. How long are them rods? They look like they're 12 foot or so. They are 12 footers. Yes, they yeah, are. 12 they're... foot farm cats. Hey, there's Fishing and Freedom. I don't know how we missed him. Glad to see yeah. him in here tonight. Man, they, they look like really, really long when you go to cast them out. I mean, um, but you can, you can just send them a lot further than you can shorter rods. And where That's you're right. at, uh, that'll do you a lot of good. That's right. Yeah, that's the only reason why I'm running the 12-foot rods is for the casting distance. I mean, you, a, lot, a lot of times you got to cast, you know, 120, 130, 140 yards to hit the river channel. So. Yeah, and, and that's where you're going, right, is the channel? Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. How deep is the channel? Do you have an idea? Well, right here, there is really no channel right up here next to the dam, but I'm fishing like a 14-foot hole on that left-hand rod. And then the right-hand rods is probably about 12 foot deep. And I'm guessing the current's smoking out there. The current is probably, looking at it, I'd say 42, 43,000 cubic feet per second right now. And that's a, what speed for current? Uh, four miles an hour, four, four, four or five miles an hour. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about, that's about where I would place that. And, uh, man, you've really been on the giant fish. You've been I, knocking them out, man. You've been fishing hard. You've been fishing a lot lately. Yes, I have. I told everybody when fall came in, I was going to start hammering the river again. So <laughs> I hammered it. <laughs> I'm you in the process of hammering it. That's exactly right, man. You've been catching some great fish. So uh, what are you using for bait tonight? Skipjack? Skipjack Aaron. Yep. That's, that uh, is my primary bait. That is the bait of choice in the Tennessee River. There's probably more Skipjack in the Tennessee River system than any place I know of. Uh, so that makes them their primary bait. Oh, yeah. Now, do you guys have Asian carp down there? We haven't. There's been reports of Asian carp in here, but I haven't seen any. I don't think anybody's seen any this far down. I think they're, they're mainly up in the northern stretches right now. They, they will make it down here eventually. But well, I hope they never time soon. Yeah, I hope they don't because they're a terrible pain in the butt. But um, once they're there, you can't get rid of them. They become a natural forage. But as long until they do, you've got one of the greatest baits for catfish that there is. And um, now, do you use those year round, or do you fish with shad when it gets to be uh, spring and springtime? Now, if I can load up on gizzard, I'll, I'll load up on gizzard and skip. I'll, I'll yeah. use both in the spring because they're usually running real hard down here below the dam. So right. they're scattered all up and down the river come spring. So, yeah, that's that's the way it works for me here. Um, skipjack herring in the all year long, if you can get it, that and, and moon eye. Uh, but in the spring, uh, la the latter part of winter and spring is when the chad uh, is, is the primary bait. Is that when, when y'all figure the kill start and around that time? No, before that, actually, for me. What now? Sorry, I couldn't hear you. I was wondering, was that around the time that the, the shad kill happens? I haven't seen any shad kills. I've been here going on three years, and it, the water hasn't got cold enough for any shad kills yet. 
Yes, we hadn't had. That's what I was telling Lyle the past couple of winters. We hadn't had really that cold of water, but I got a feeling we're gonna get it this year. Yeah, well, two, I mean, two years ago we had that four inch of snow, and but I don't. I never seen any good shat, any shatter, anything on the bottom of the lakes. Well, well I think the lakes is where you'll find them. You got to drop into the thirties on it, Lyle, for you start having a shad kill. Yeah, yeah, the water has to start freezing. Yeah, for, see, our, our water is always moving. Our water is constantly moving all year. They're always either they're always pushing water out, whether it be six thousand cubic feet or all the way up to I've seen it as high as one hundred twenty-eight thousand cubic feet per second. The only place that I see shad kill around here is in the lakes, and there's no current in them in the wintertime. Would be Lake Ozark, Truman, places like that. And and when it kills, and it does. The bottom of it in the shallow water is just silvery white. I mean, there's just that many of them that die off. They might have them a little farther north, like up on the Cumberland or maybe the northern parts of uh, the Tennessee River. But I don't I think they will if it's got it. moving water. And Cumberland City usually has moving water. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't think that that uh, that they will have a shad kill as long as the water is moving. But when it like I say, the, the dormant lakes, when it's not moving, I think that's where you get them. But that's when it freezes over. Yes. Yeah. But you wouldn't see them anyway in running water because they're going to be washed right down the dag. You might see that's a few true. here and there on the banks, but yeah. you probably wouldn't pay that no attention. Well, I mean, you could see them like, yeah. I fish the lake a lot during the winter time. Everything cools down and yeah. the, the catfish move up into the shallows to feed. So I, I, I fish the lake a lot come winter. Yeah. I don't really fish the river section as much. I will hit it every now and then just to try to catch maybe a Roman catfish, a big catfish, you know, yeah. when everything warms up. But usually I'm up on the lake probably be, probably halfway through December all the way through March. Yeah. Yep. That sounds about right. Yeah. Yep. That's about when we have it, have it too. But usually, okay. There Here we go. go. Fish on, fish on, fish on. You know, we've had a number of people live doing fishing with us when we've done these shows over the years, but um, not too many of them actually have been successful. Hey, there's Bill of Rights and yep. the Animals Creation and Adventures, Moonlight Fishing. Welcome, you guys. We're glad to have you in here. Uh, that looks to be a good one, too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what I said, they're watching. Uh... I tell you what, let's give him full screen. What do you say? Hey, there you go. The TV's yours, Mike. That's right. That looks to be a pretty good fish. Well, if a fish can bend a 12-foot rod like that, that must be a pretty good one. Well, he's in a lot of current, too. Yeah, but still, there's Laura the Explorer in here with us tonight. Yeah. That's not too bad. What? It's about six, eight. What, maybe 10 minutes and I got a bite. <laughs> yeah, that's go. pretty quick. Yeah. All right, guys, y'all guess, y'all try to give a guess of what size this fish is before we get it in. Real beast, welcome. Don't let the current pull you. Bill of Rights is 22. Yeah. Air run says 25. Yeah, that current can really fool you. 38, Lord of the Explorer. B3 Customs, welcome. Justin's fishing fetish. 12 pounds. Justin's fishing fetish, better known as Gabby's dad. <laughs> Them guys have so much fun with that. I'll tell you what, you know, there's some friends that you make on this social media, you know, will be a lifetime friend, and he's one of them. I, he is one of them. Yeah. Uh, Thank the world, Justin. Uh, yeah. And Dale, Dale Hasep says 20 to 30. John Patrick Jr., 17. Solo, 1567. 27. Philip Williams, 16. Two stands, says. Terry Evan. says. 17. Well, it just jumped. I just says pop. 45. <laughs> yeah, it jumped like crazy. I lost my spot. <laughs> Nitro Whiskers saying 28. It's a good one, ain't it, Mike? I think it's going to be a little bigger than these guys think it is. Oh, Daminal's 
uh, creation saying 98 pounds. I don't think it's going to be. <laughs> Although. I hope it's 90. That'd be my new personal best. Heck yeah. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool too, wouldn't it? Hey. You got a net with you? Hello, Jeff Parker. I might, land, I might land them off screen and bring them back up. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, see, my luck, I've been sitting out there and got on the fish and looked around, and my net would be sitting at the house and not there with me. <laughs> That's right. There's Bobcat outdoors. Uh, that other rod, uh, look at it. Is it getting Yeah, it's getting hit, too. Something's been pulling a little bit, unless that's the current. That might be it. That might be old fish there, Law. I think it is a good one. Yeah. No, that other rod's got a fish. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah He's only got two bait on two of them, of yeah. the three. <laughs> yeah, but this is getting ready to fill some steel and it's going to be on. Mm-hmm. He acting like an old flathead, ain't he? Well, maybe so. Hello, Team Tillman. Trophy Seekers Outdoor. I think we said hello to you. There's Joe Ziegler. That's a fish. Yes, sir, it is. <laughs> There's my buddy fishing with the Chad. Better known as the golfer. That's pretty cool. Better known as the golf man. I understand that Chad's going to be fishing next weekend with a golf with golf attire on. <laughs> All right, y'all. Sorry about that. Here he is. Great fish. Yeah. Yes, sir. Great fish. Yeah. Another 98, though, but it's still a great fish. Oh, yeah. He's, he's, he's a big painter. Yeah. It's oh. a great fish. These fish right here, this is the average size here. About this size up to about 40. Really? Them oh, fish right there's got an attitude, though. Yes, they do. <laughs> the fish right there, they bite you, they fight you, they don't give two craps. That's correct. Mark Anthony? All right. Now, you could go after them with them medium action rods for catfish that size right there. You would have a blast all day long. That's exactly right. Hey, Mike, are you, when you get ready to cast that out, can you show us the size bait you're using? Yeah, I sure can. Okay. Hey, right now, I think I'm throwing an eight. What did you say? I think I'm throwing an eight ounce. Oh, sorry. Either a six or an eight. Okay. Right there. No, a bait. Oh, the bait. Yeah. I, I thought you said the weight. So that one been a body piece. I mean, I'm. I may have said that. <laughs> I'll, show you, I'll show you what I just. Threw. Okay. I think you know the rod's got something messing with it, or that's the current one. That's the current. Okay. The way the way I fish here, yeah. I actually get I, I hang the sinkers up in the bottom of it. There's two Stan fishes. Welcome, Stan. We're always glad to have you on the show with us. Yeah. That's uh, usually what I throw right there about that's that. A great piece of bait. Yeah. Good bait. Great piece of bait. Uh, how do you hook that? Do you just use one hook or you use two on them? I just use one hook. Okay. One single ten on. Yeah. Now, if I get if I get up into the half skip jack and whole skip jack, I'll put two hooks in those. Right. But those pieces right there, you know, fish like that, it, they'll choke it down easy, no problem. Oh yeah, them them fish can take a big piece of bait. Team Camo, he said he's uh, still hauling beans, but he's a listening. <laughs> <laughs> We're glad that you are. There's catfishing with the crow. I never seen a comment from Chad about his golf attire for the weekend. No, he's in. But here. I'm looking forward to it. Yep, he's in here. I meant to ask him what rig he had on there. Did you see it, Lyle? No, I did not. But we'll ask him when he comes back up here. Yeah. Because I know fishing close to downs, you can be pretty hangy too, can't it? Yes, sir. 
It can because everything in the world comes through them things. Yep. You guys, um, Fishing with the Chad's been putting on this uh, couples tournament last weekend. It will be coming up this weekend. Be sure to go over there and check that out. Like and subscribe. He's trying to get to a thousand. He's getting really close. Yeah. So we need to help him out if we can. Go ahead, Mike. All right, bait's out. Wait. No, okay. what I do is I, I I literally like try to find the rocks. That's why whenever y'all see me cast a rod out, I'm feeling for them. I, I feel when that sinker grabs inside the rocks, and then I kind of tighten it down so it's sort of lock inside the rocks. Oh, I see. Okay. What kind of was you using a Carolina rig on that? I've got a homemade three-way rig that I use. It's just all it is just a, a your standard uh 220 220 pound barrel swivel and uh i run the main i run the main line into one side of the swivel and then i'll run the leader out the other end but what i do is i, I tie either a 15 20 or 25 pound break off line to the uh, eye where the uh, main line is tied to okay very nice like that those little fish right there can snap that 15 20 pound test no problem when it's ever right and then all you're out is uh, is your weight that's it that's all so that's you it. make that's your own weights no, I don't. Okay. <laughs> well, places like that, Mike, go buy a junkyard and tell them you want a bucket full of spark plugs. Yeah, spark plugs. <laughs> it, it spark plugs or lug nuts or something, but I don't know if I'd want to put that in the river. This river's already in bad shape. It is. We <laughs> <laughs> used spark plugs for years down below Wiley Dam and done the same thing. You had to tie a break off later because as soon as it hit that bottom, it was stuck. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I was live streaming the other night, and I told everybody I was getting low on sinkers because I forgot to throw some in the buggy before I left the house. And they're like, rocks, rocks, put tie rocks on. We don't want you to leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's yeah, I made bobbers out of stick, catching brim, whatever it took, and I didn't have. I'd make something out of it. That's right. That's Absolutely. Right. There's Frank with Twisted Fishing TV. Yep. Uh, that's pretty cool, Mike. Hey, Betty, cool. how are you? Yeah, that was a great fish. Um, like I was telling that's James, there's been a lot of people that's fished live with us over the years, but only a couple of them have actually been successful. So uh, you you had a great fish there. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I mean, it's the Tennessee River is a, a very, very fantastic fishery. Yes, it's, it is. There's the cross couple, Miss Betty. Yeah, the Tennessee River, um, I think, is underrated. At times, and then other times, I think people overrate parts of it. Um, well, I mean, I, know, I mean, I personally know of what seven hundred pound blue cats pulled out of this river in less than a year. Yeah, in just this little stretch. So I don't know about the other parts. Yeah, the only place so, I, mean, I know of that catches that kind of of uh, hundred pounders is below the Alton Dam in St. Louis. There, one year there was six caught in three months. Six hundred. I came close last year. I call that 94 pounder. So. That's a giant. I, I don't care what anybody says. If you're that close to a hundred pounds, it's a yeah. stud. It yeah. really is. I've been I've been searching for that hundred pounder for let's see, I'm 43 now. Ever since I was probably 21, 22. So. I'm guessing to catch him. I think that is every cat fisherman's gold is to catch a hundred pound fish. Yeah. Um there'll be some that make it. There'll be some that don't, but guys that fish as much as you have been lately have a better chance than a lot of the other guys do. Yeah, that's the big thing. I mean, you can't catch them from the couch. I mean, just go fishing. I mean, if you say you got to have the water, and you got to have the right water that it will produce hundred pound fish. That's correct. That's that's correct. Now, I mean, uh, you don't have to go just for a hundred pound. I mean, I come fishing like that fish right there is fun to fight. Oh, I, don't, I don't care what. I don't target big fish. I just fish. I put right. bait in the water. Whatever grabs it, I catch it. Yeah. If it, it don't straighten my foot. <laughs> but if a if a hundred pounder comes along, you're not going to turn him down. No, oh, no, huh? no, never, <laughs> never, never would I turn a hundred pounder down. <laughs> That's what no. I'm looking for. <laughs> You're not going to turn the 90s and 80s down either. <laughs> you just turned your volume down somehow, Lyle. I did. Yeah. It was a little louder. I hear him good. Yeah. I mean, I can still hear him, but it's just like you turned it down a little bit. How's that? Yeah. I, yeah, I guess. Let me uh, see what I can do here. That was just like all of a sudden you got quieter. Hmm. They I do. Mean, completely quiet. I can still hear you, but. 
I thought maybe you'd unplug something or something. No. Okay. okay. As long as everybody yeah, can hear you, that's when cool. When I clap my hands, if that affected it. It might have. Because it, it, it sounds about normal now, I guess. I changed the setting on the uh, on the audio. If that if that's better, then we'll be good. I'll, I'll have to quit doing that. Yeah, that sounds okay right there. Josh uh, said, just so you know, we made it home safe and sound, brother. Well, I'm glad to hear that, Josh. Had a wonderful time with you uh, thir uh, Friday night. It was a great time. Now, did you get that 94-pounder on the bank by yourself? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, you was fishing by yourself that night? Well, well, my wife and my daughter was with me, so yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't. They didn't. Neither one of them net fish. Is is that what you're saying? Well, the, the, I was fishing off like a thirty foot, thirty five foot rock embankment, so I wasn't gonna have them go down there. Yeah, them. I wouldn't either. All I did was I just told them I said, just watch the rod. I'm gonna stick it in the rod holder. If it acts like it's gonna snatch it out, pick the rod up. <laughs> I'll handle on. everything from there. <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh, you know, that's one of the advantages that I have over a lot of other people because, my God, I can't tell you how many fish Cindy has netted over the years, and I would just as soon have her net them as about anybody I know because she knows how I want it done. Uh, and a lot of guys that have – if you haven't fished with somebody, you got to explain to them every move to make to keep them from breaking you off. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, if you're fishing from the bank or the boat, it's two totally different net styles. I mean, it you is. Have to, you have to adapt to the boat and the bank. Yeah, that that is exactly right. And lake fishing and river fishing is two different netting oh, yeah. procedures. Absolutely. Yeah, boat fishing is fun. It, I like to fight as a fish for my boat. Uh, I love the bank. I love the fight. They just don't want to go to the bank. So, <laughs> yeah, they don't. This is you know, you'll get one on a boat once in a while when you get close to a, a bigger fish. When it sees that boat for the first time, yeah, boom, it's gone again. Gone. But yeah. when you're on the bank, they know when they're getting clo too close to that bank or closer than they want to be, and, and right. they don't like it. That's right. <laughs> they don't like it. Fishing with Robbie. Welcome, young man. That's why I always like to have at least two rods on my on my boat that's straight down, Lyle. That's yeah, straight. Down. Always does that ain't that. nothing like you feel that freaking boat go, whoa. But he whoops that thing straight down and gets about two or three eyes of the rod in the daggum water. And it's all you can do to get it out of one of those stands. Now, I've actually yeah. been thinking about trying some kayak fishing. I've got to find a kayak that I'm comfortable in. Well, Mike, you ain't exactly a little man, are you? Yeah. No, I'm I'm six foot two eighty-five. So yeah. You was actually in a boat the other day. Yeah, I was in a trophy seekers boat. Yep, Daryl, and I watched that yep. video. I, I thought you guys had done a great job in that. I bet he's a ball to be in a boat with. Yeah, I had a blast. I bet. Now, you catch many flatheads up there? I've only caught – I mean, I've caught a few, but, I mean, you can get them. I, I hooked the biggest flathead I've ever seen from the bank right over here fishing the doors last year. It almost snatched me over the handrail. Oh, wow. Because the – it picked the bait up and swam out of the hole, and it was right on top of the water. It didn't even realize it was hooked. It seen us, and it was gone. But his head was every bit of three foot wide. It was massive. It was the big. Oh wow! Wide. He That's took a off, giant. and my drag locked up, and I had fifty pound mono. So he was either going to get me or the rod, and I wasn't going to let him have either one of them. So <laughs> <laughs> I snatched on it, snatched on, and he broke it off. So, but it is the biggest fish I ever seen in my life. That's awesome, the man. Biggest flathead I've caught out here was thirty nine point eight pounds. That's a good fish too. Yeah, flathead. Yeah, yeah, flathead. Well, it is. The biggest flathead I've ever caught was fifty eight pounds. I caught it down here in Middle Georgia. Now, do you have any your? Do you ever throw any of your rods over towards the bank while you're fishing right there at that dock? Usually, I don't. Like right now, that, that rod I just cast it out, it's drifted over there. I was fixing to go get it and recast it. What it does is the current sweeps towards the bank, and it you just you can't get an eight or ten or even a twelve ounce sinker to hold it on the bottom. It all it just it it diverts all the current right into that one spot. You have to basically get it on the bottom out there before it gets swept into this current for you. Okay. Like right now, it's just kind of bouncing on top. It ain't doing any good. I'm fixing to go get it and recast it. I don't like it being a <laughs> 
Well, one thing about it, I, you know, we Cindy's always after me to try to try shallow water, and I know there's a great shallow water bite at times, mm -hmm. but when you're knocking them out like that out there in the current, that's where I'd want to be too. Yeah, well, I caught I caught what a fifty pounder and and a twelve foot of water last year. I caught a thirty five pounder and four foot of water last year. It's the first wow. time I've ever I've ever fished shallow water. And I wow. went up there and tried that spot because I heard some good stories about that spot. I caught some good fish from that. So, but like I, I said, that it. was a wintertime bite. Right. Yeah. I love shallow water fishing, especially mm -hmm. January, February, March. And they fight so hard because they come straight to the, I mean, that, that rod doubled over. It was peeling, dragging. It, it went straight to the surface. And they fight so hard in that shallow current. Yes, shallow water. They yeah. sure do. It's amazing to watch a 20, 30, 40, 50 pound fish right. uptail walking on two foot of water. That's right. Yeah, like, like this spot right here, like that fish right there fought pretty good. But if you get just a little bit bigger between that that 20 to 35 pound range, it's like it's, it's like trying to drag dead weight. They'll get out there and just open their mouth up in the current and sit out there and twist on the water. And like I had to do it the other last week or week before last, I had to lock my drag right here and walk all the way to the other end of the pier and reel all the way back and drag them back and reel all the way back in order to get them in. <laughs> but that 65 pounder I hooked, I mean, it was a good fight, but they usually swim up current. Yeah. So it's just like leading a big bull by the uh, nose ring. There's That's there. exactly right. There's Michael Murillo is in here. I'm sorry, James. Oh, yes. What I was getting ready to say, Michael Murillo fishing mid-south oh. and Brian B's in the house with us. Outdoors with Big Matt. That's a new one for me. We're well, yeah, glad man. to have you in here. Welcome. Michael, thank you for stopping by. I think I just seen somebody holler. Michael Marillo says, Mike, do you ever set out with bobbers? I haven't yet, but I just got two brand new Patriot James bobbers in because I won them during a tournament last week or week before last, and I'm going to fish with them this fall up on the lake. Well, them is a good ones to start with. I'll tell you right now. <laughs> yeah, and you uh, and you might if you find some new ways to use them on the rivers, please share that information up. We're finding so many different ways that people are being very, very. Uh, I don't know the proper word. They're finding so many different ways of using a float for catfishing that I would have never thought about. And I think it's up to us to kind of share some of that information I out. I do too. I agree. I don't care what float they're using. I agree 100%. Yeah, I'm going to use them whenever I start targeting the shallower water. Well, why? You you know basically how deep that water is out there in front of you. Throw it out there and let that daggum current carry that bait where you want it to go. Well, that's it. Now, the current's so strong that you, you'll never be able to get it to sit anywhere. Now, that sinker will never touch the bottom. I mean, you say I just cast that out, and it's already up against the bank. It was up against the bank within a minute because it didn't grab any rocks. Wow. I mean, it, I mean now it, I could fish a bobber behind me, but there's always a lot of people over there doing walleye right. fishing and fishing right. for smallmouth, so I don't I don't block there. I've already got this in the pier on lock, so I don't want to block their areas. Right, too. right. <laughs> no, the wrong many, thing is Junior Proctor, we use, he's got what well, he puts planter board clips on there, and he will use those bobbers not to hold the bait up suspended, but he'll use that bobber in river parts and let it carry his bait to where he wants to position it. When he gets there, he'll pop it, pop the clip mm -hmm. off, and then the bobber it'll just slide up and down the line. It don't hold nothing and let that bait drop exactly where he wants it. So that's just like a slip board. It ain't yeah. nothing but a bait placement is what he's using it for. Who did that? Uh, Junior Proctor. He does blue dog fishing. Okay. Yeah. I kind of like that idea. That is a good idea. Michael yeah. Williams, welcome to chat. We're glad to have yeah, you. I've got, I've got some spots that's like 120 feet deep that I want to be at. I can't quite cast that far. But if I had that bobber and the current was just right, I could drift that bait out and let it drop yep. down to it. Yep. There you go. And then I have to worry about a boat running through my line and them getting 350 yards of 40 pound mono in their prop. Yeah. <laughs> Freddie's Outdoor Adventures. Freddie, welcome. We are so happy to see you in here. Guy that has a great presence online, been doing wonderful things recently. Bins yeah, and yeah. finds. Yeah, Freddie's my buddy. He's a. Freddie is a cool dude, man. 
He's a mess. I'm telling you, he is a mess. He's going to get a laugh out of you. He wants to see people having good time. And a lot of people's recognizing it into the catfish world. I'm glad he joined us. He's a Me big, too. he's a big spoke person for gold miners too. Uh, that's how I met him was through gold mining. And uh, so, you know, guys and gals that's in chat, we're all cat fishermen, but we all do a little bit of different things and hobbies and stuff in our life. So I'll right. be an inspiration in those two because it will surprise you. The little ones around us in our life are really paying attention. That is correct. There is catfish regulators. Uh, don't forget, when as soon as we're done here, we are going to switch over and Catfish and Crappies podcast will be directly after us, so don't forget to check that out. I think, Colvin. hey, we're glad to have Jeremy in here. I seen a video of his where he was catching crappie the other day. Enjoyed that very much. Did he have um, his son with him? No, he was by himself. Him and that young is together out there fishing. I enjoyed watching their videos. And his son, I, what was his name, Lyle? We had him on the show. Cole. I know. Uh, uh, maybe Jeremy can enlighten us. My yeah. memory's not what it used to be. Yeah, mine either. But he was he was a he was I enjoyed having him on here. Oh yeah. Carmel Muncie, welcome. Uh, Braden. Braden. Thank you, Jeremy. Yeah, good kid, man. Great kid. That's what I'm saying. We you know Dinks, we, there you go. That's that best describes me. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen any new videos out of him lately. Yeah, but you know. He's at the age he might be playing sports and schools yeah. and all the stuff that goes on in school, too. Mike Chavez. Yeah, that's a uh, – well, you know, just like some of the little young gals that we've seen grow up on, on here live. That's right. Thanks for know, posting them links, Evan. K-Bug don't fish with her daddy hardly anymore. And But i seen them deer hunting. Yep. Um, and, my gosh, that girl has grown since the last that's time I've seen her. But what a, she is just a ray of sunshine. Yeah. Every time you see her, she's just a great kid. Yeah. And, you know, David Gabby Smith. Too. Gabby, of course. Gabby, what? Gabby. Yeah. She's the best. Just, yeah. Uh, she's just sweet as she can be. I, and it's great to see all the kids. I can't, I just can't get over how Dieter's son has grown so much. My God, the first time I seen him, he got knee high. He sure is not now. He's big as no. Dieter is. <laughs> yeah, he's big as Dieter. Yeah, he is. Yeah, great, great young man. And all these kids that we're mentioning and talking about, all these kids have got a bright future in our sport. Now, they're going to go through times when they're going to leave catfishing. Yep. They're going to do school stuff, and they're going to be doing boys and girls stuff. And, and, They'll go to college or whatever, but they'll come back to it. And when they come back to it, they'll be really snatch the bait off. Okay, they'll they'll know what's going on. So put a good headpiece on. Yeah, and I'm gonna tell you though, Lyle, if kids like Grayson and and Gabby and all these other kids that grew up catfishing, learning the new stuff that's coming out as it's coming out, if they decide to stick with it. The people out here in these tournament trails better watch out. They're going to be in trouble. Yeah, Braden is another one. I mean, he yeah, knows how Braden. to catch catfish. Yeah. He knows how to. Robbie. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. By the time, Robbie is so well-spoken that that he'll have a show one day. Yeah. And maybe it'd be this one, maybe it'd be another one. But that boy has got as bright a future in this sport as any of them. Yeah. He really does. And yeah, his I mom know. and dad don't fish at all. He's, no. he's doing it on his own, man. Yeah. He enjoys it. He's got some of his buddies that fish with it. He went fishing with Jesse and them yesterday. That's cool. And they look like they've done pretty good fishing off the bank. I think he finally released a video. I ain't sure. I'll have to go back and look and see because I want to make sure I watch it and give him some support. There's Michael Chavez. Aaron says his daughter Sarah can jig fish. She can catch some crappie. Oh, I hear you. Well, that as good as them babies eat. That's an awesome thing right there. <laughs> oh, I'm telling you what. And you know, Lyle, really to be a good crappy fisherman for a jig, that's a special little knack. It is. It is. I accidentally catch them on jigs 
you know, but I can catch you. I can catch them when they're uh, headed to the bank and stuff like that because they're pretty aggressive. Yeah. But when they're out there hanging on in deep brush piles, I don't have that feel. Well, it, and that's what it takes. Uh, Catfish with the Crow says both of his are good people because they respect the outdoors and the people around them. And that is right there. That, that's pretty cool. There's Stan. Yep. He's, he's got a great granddaughters that love the, to fish with them, too. Yeah. And they they have a great presence online. Well, they got Stan to coach them. Yeah. Mr. You Carl know? Wells in the house. Hey, Carl. Glad to see you in here. Hope you and Sandy are feeling better. Yep. Yeah. Mo Creek's daughter done a show with us on the Panfish Nation tying jigs. I think she's, what, four? Yeah, she's a little bitty thing. A little, little bitty thing. You know, those guys got it going on. And and, and hats, hats off to them. Yep. So you're just going to fish with the two tonight? And how long are you going to be out there tonight, Mike? Uh, midnight, 1 o'clock. <laughs> I don't have to be at work till 7.30 in the morning. So, so you can uh, sleep yeah. when you're dead, right? That's right. I get all the sleep I need when I die. <laughs> I think I'm my ass must be already dead then. <laughs> oh, gee, you should have seen me this spring. I was fishing, what, seven days a week on two to three hours of sleep every day. Oh, my. I can't. I used to could do that, but yeah. I can't anymore. I well, can't. I got to do it a lot better than I could now. <laughs> <laughs> it's not as easy anymore. That's, that's exactly right. Now, tell everybody what area that you live in and surrounding areas that you fish, if you don't mind. Well, I live, I live in the in the Georgia, like within a two minute walk of the Tennessee state line. But I fish. I mean, I live twelve minutes from here, from Chickamauga <laughs> Dam, and I fish anywhere from the Alabama, like Nickajack Dam, all the way up to Knoxville. On the Tennessee River. Yeah, I know. Uh, I'm not sure how far Knoxville is from you, but I know you've talked Our about that on your live shows, uh, fishing up there several times that, that you've been up there. Yeah. Um, so that's I'll way An hour and a half. I mean, I don't go up there very often, but if I do go up there, it's going to be for a camping trip or something like that. I see. Yeah. Well, that's cool. But I, I usually fish Chickamauga or Nickajack. That's my two main lakes and river sections up there. Right. That's awesome. So, so you right there where Georgia, where Georgia, North Carolina, and Tennessee, and all them come together? No, I'm right beside I-75. Oh, okay, okay. I'm I'm just south of Chattanooga. Like, I mean, I can walk to Chattanooga in five minutes. Oh, I, hear I you. actually like as far as my address goes. Like, I live in Rossville, Georgia, but I'm actually closer to Chattanooga than I am Rossville. <laughs> so. I don't even have a Georgia license anymore. I just fish Tennessee. I hear you. Is there any little hints or anything that you want to give these people out here in chat that uh about fishing up there and bank fishing and stuff like that? Anything just come prepared. If you're targeting big fish, bring big gear. That's about really all you can do. I mean, it's just you can fish for catfish here. They do have the smaller cats, but like this dam right here, it's really unforgiving. I mean, if you hook into something with 10 or 12-pound line, you're going to be spooled. I've been spooled with 50-pound mono. I, there's been fish in here I couldn't stop. And that's with a 10-foot rod, an a 8 aught reel. You use um, really big reels. Yeah, well, right now right now I'm using my bait casters for catfish, but I was fishing the, the doors, and whenever I fish the doors, I use my spinning gear. I've got an 8 aught and a 6 aught spinning rod reel that I use. I use a 10-foot and an 8-foot for that. I hooked into something last year. I don't know what it was. Might have been a big striper cat. I don't know. I could not stop it. <laughs> and my, my, my casting gear, I use the Dialas, the conventional non-level ones. Mm -hmm. Then you got to sit there and go back and forth. Your, yeah. I, I can't do that. I've tried. And you do I, it I you get used to it. Isn't it? I'm used to it because I used to use the Abu 7000s. But I cast it so hard, I kept tearing the worm gears up in them. And I get them fixed and then you no, know, I'd, I'd keep tearing them up. So I just said, I just took all the worm gears out and learned how to fish with it like that. And wow. when, I found, when I found these, you know, they come without it. I was like, heck yeah, that's perfect. So I just that started buying like these. You need that pin torque I got. That's the way it comes. Matt, with Wanna Be Outdoors, welcome to chat, buddy. I mean, uh, 
the, the main reel I use right now is the, the dial with sea lines. I've got the 40 and the 50 HVs, and, and I have one dial with saltist. Now, those are saltwater reels, basically. Yes, they are. Yeah. I mean, they're mainly just for the line capacity because I cast so far. That's the only reason. I mean, a hundred and twenty yard cast with these rods are easy. And and I've people have told me that they don't believe people could cast a hundred yards. That's the length of a football field. Well, yes, you can. Yeah. Uh, them oh. casting contests that they have, them guys cast a lot further than that. Oh yeah, especially over, what over there in the UK, them guys cast two hundred yards. Oh yeah, they they but they take a kind of a run and start. Yeah. But the end result is you're throwing a weight that far. And uh, right. it's the whip action of the rod, and that's why they want 12 and 14, 16 foot rods. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've had a guy ask me one time to build him one. He wanted a 16 foot one piece. I said, dude, you can't afford the shipping line. You just can't. You need to have it done local. Yeah. Well, I mean, that, that's cat. the main reason. Like, that's why I'm using the slime cast because they're the only catfish, you know, catfish surf rod on the market, and they handle the weight. They're good up to 20 ounces, but I've thrown almost three pounds on them. Yeah, I can't throw them far, but I mean, I no. can throw them you know, 40 yards. I can throw them 40, 50 yards. That's pretty good. That's that's good with any rod. Those yeah, are if you throw three pounds on them, that's a lot. Yeah. You better have a grip on that dang on top end of that rod, too, because, buddy. <laughs> yeah. You yeah, better be attached. That kind of weight. You don't want none of that, um, what they call a heat up glue that they used to put them on with, and that they'd be out in the sun, the sunshine oh, on that yeah. silver tip. And the tip would just slowly run around to the bottom of it because that heat glue would never withstand the temperature of the sun. No. And uh, you don't want one of the, none of that kind of stuff on there. You want epoxy in there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Buckeye. And another thing is tips. I mean, like we, a lot of us guys, we want to preserve the catfish population. If you want some to yeah. take home, take the small ones home. Put the That's right. Yeah. That's all we ask. They're I mean, a lot better eating. Fish, yeah, they're, they are a lot. I mean, I wouldn't eat any of them. Every single boat ramp or public fishing area here says, do not eat the catfish. Yeah. Period. Watch it. I do well, eat it maybe twice, three times a year, and that's it. it, it it's in moderation, but the smaller mm -hmm. ones, Mike, from what they've told me uh, through the Missouri Department of Conservation, the smaller ones haven't been alive long enough to absorb those toxins. That's like right. The bigger ones, they, they're probably 30 years old or more. That's exactly and, they, now, not all of them, but as, as a general rule, they're 25, 30 years old. They've had 25 years to absorb all the toxins and PCPs that's in the water that they don't want you to eat. So why would you eat those? Eat the little ones. They don't, they, they've just been in there a few years, and, and they're a lot better. It's like any animal. You don't see people butchering a 10-year-old cow. They get them when they're two. You know, they, everything's... I got the answer to that. Why they don't? It's called lazy. Oh man, they got to clean more fish instead of just one big fish. But gosh, man, if you ever tried to dress one of them big hogs, it's like That's rolling not. a pig around on a table. It's not any fun. No, I'm not saying that I haven't done it, but I'd never do it again. Yeah, I, I did it one time because the fish was going to die. There was no need to putting it back and wasting it, so we ate it. That's, that's you get one that's deep hooked or something, and you can't stop it from bleeding. Don't waste the fish. I agree. Um, I got. I just seen trick. it. Robin Crowley, welcome. A little trick with them bigger fish. If you end up doing cooking them, like you like you said, if one's going to be deep hooked, you know you're going to lose him. Is after you clean him, soak him in buttermilk, and then right before you get ready to batter batter up, I cut them in small nuggets because yeah. it's easier to control that flavor. That's right. Yeah, that's right, Mike. Get you a tub of onion powder roll them in onion powder then throw them in your batter before right before you drop them in the grease that onion powder will take a lot of that wild out of it yeah we soak ours in coca-cola yeah coca-cola yeah, i've heard that too yep I have. Here's it a great... tenderizes the meat and stuff like that so, and it takes here's the game here's a great comment from eric flower he says i enjoy the chemical taste i like cats up to 15 pounds or so that that's still a doable number yeah, yeah, still a doable number. 15 pounds is welcome. And we're to talking like 50, 50, 70. Yeah, yeah the Giants. There's no reason. Hey, there's David Martin. He ain't eating no fish out of Catawba River. No, no, that's uh, that seemed like Mecklenburg County and Gaston County have a trouble keeping the sewer in the sewer lines. 
Yeah, I probably wouldn't be eating too many of those yet. Thank you, guys. We got 88 thumbs up. Thank you guys so much. We appreciate that very much. If you haven't hit that thumbs up, please go ahead and do so if you if you like the content. Having thumbs up and new subscribers is how we what drives us to keep having quality guests like Mike on the show. So if you're interested in what we're doing, please share the video. And we've had several shares tonight. Thank you guys so much for that. Hit that thumbs up. And if you really like it, go ahead and subscribe because we're going to be here every Monday night. And leave some comments too, guys and gals. Yeah, absolutely. If you have questions or comments, I answer every one of them. I don't know how often James checks them, but I watch them every day. And yeah. uh, and we are, we are thrilled to communicate with people like that. Yes. Uh, Want your subscription to uh, to stick? Go back, watch an older video, put a comment in one of those because you will, for some odd reason, they do take them away. <laughs> yeah. Yes, they do on some of them. Catfish yeah. and crow says, "Wow, that's my lady there. That's awesome." Oh, I hear you. We get more ladies all the time. It's really cool yep. to have them in here. Yep. Did we mention Maurice Kaysen is watching the show? Yeah. Yeah. There's okay. Mister Sam Martin. He said, "Hello from North Dakota." North Dakota. Awesome. I heard you mention Catfish Terry and Palmetto and all that. Yep, yeah, we're cool. always glad to have all those guys in here. Uh, it, it's just great, the people that we've, we've seen. And, Mike, I see a lot of these guys that's in chat tonight have been in the chat on your uh, live shows at night when you're sitting there fishing on those things. And, and now I could probably fish from the bank. If I had docks around like you're fishing off of, but I'm not going to get on the most slick banks anymore. If I fall down, you just have to roll me on the river and float me on down to the next landing. That's what I like about the Chattanooga area. Just about everything's concrete when I fish now. That's I mean, awesome. I'm too old to be slipping and falling. And I don't want. And there's break. Chunky. Welcome, <laughs> Elstein. But yeah, hey, Steve Douglas. Welcome, Steve. What's going on, Steve Douglas? The Steve, the fishing's good. He caught one live with us a while ago, Steve, and uh, it was a great blue cat. Yeah, sure was. Catfish and Curtis. It's amazing this late. I don't know how many, how long some of these guys have been in there. A lot of people don't visit with us in chat. They just sit along and 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 listen to what we're doing, which is great and and perfectly fine. Buck Dillman, welcome. Uh, yeah, they're around Tracy uh, Bingham. Indian yeah, Carolina. but if you don't, we don't know you're in here if you don't comment on there. So no. uh, we're, we're absolutely thrilled to have all of you in chat with us tonight. It, um, we've been doing this for a little while, and we we appreciate everybody that comes in and does and show us this. And it's like Mike. Mike has, has been going and catching these fish. We talked about it earlier in the show. He has been on a tear with big fish here lately, and uh, it's absolutely a pleasure to have him on with us tonight, James. Yeah, but we've he's seen Mike's face around the catfish world for a little bit. Yeah, he's been around a while. What made you, and I know the time's about up, but final question, what got you into producing catfish videos? What made you help everybody. Help them catch more fish. I mean, I just want to take everybody on the same adventure that I go to to see the same excitement that I get out of catching any fish. I mean, it's <laughs> I have a blast no matter how big the fish is. Yeah, the bigger it is, maybe the more excited I get. But I just like to take everybody on the same adventure that I go on. That's the main reason why I've been doing this. I'm going to start doing videos, too, to start helping people catch the same fish that I catch. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. I know that that, that will be well-received. Mike, we're running – close on time. I want to thank you for joining us on Catfish Weekly tonight. We appreciate it so much that you would spend your Monday night helping us learn how to catch those giant fish and showing us what you do to catch them. Uh, means the world to James and I that you would join us like that. Yes. And plus, I appreciate you having me on. Yep. Yes. Uh, thank you all very do you have much. Any closing, huh? Do you have any closing statements or anybody you'd like to thank that's helped you? Yeah, I mean, I want to thank Palmetto. Uh, I, I mean, I'd like to thank y'all for having me on the show. I'd like to thank Palmetto and No Real Loss, Catfish Terry, and everybody that's been sharing my content and getting me out there. And I just, I really do, and, and all of my viewers, I really have 40 or 50 people in here watching me at 2 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> 
really and truly is. I understand. Really yep, I understand. You must be about to ready to lose you anyway, Mike. Yeah, you're having some. We're having trouble hearing you now, Mike. You must be having some issues on the feedback or something. I don't know. It happens uh, there. I mean, it does. That's just part of doing it. James, have you got anything to say tonight before we close her out? No, sir. Mike, we do a thank you for coming in here, and uh, I hope you have a good busy night and put that pig on the boat, I mean, on the bank. Just be safe out there, my friend, and uh, hey, God bless you, and God bless America, everybody. I appreciate you having Steve. me. Welcome, Dean. Uh, yep, absolutely. Be sure to watch Patriot James Show Wednesday night. We'll be following the bait shop with Panfish Nation on Thursdays. Uh, I can't remember all the ones throughout the weeks anymore. I know we got Abbott and Kevin and a bunch of them, but there's just too many for me to remember anymore. So I don't even try. You guys will just have to understand that's what happens when you get to be my age. But uh, we'll be back next Monday night. And thank everybody for watching Catfish Weekly, and we will see you then. Go check out Mark. <laughs>